while in Vegas last week for the Academy of Country Music Awards. One artist went to the roulette table, went all in on black, won $20,000. You'll hear the story in his own words coming up during this episode. Did the C2C Music Festival hijack your social media over the weekend? The three-day festival in the UK was all over mine. What is the C2C? When did it start? Who was there from Nashville? And who did Luke Combs welcome as a surprise guest Sunday night for his encore at C2C London? You'll hear the moment coming up. Paging CMT Crossroads. Paging CMT Crossroads. We give Ask for Donna from Gallery Furniture a buzz this episode. And hear Eric Church cover Nelly? Yes. Just like Tom Brady, we're back. Although we never retired. Welcome to the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things that you're already talking about with your family and your friends and your coworkers. Conversations about current events and trends, pop culture, music, plus endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. My name is Dawn. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, okay, so our youngest, our little baby, Shar Shar, baby Shar Shar, turned 16 this week, last week, um, on the 10th. And so I, you know, it's a sweet 16. So I'm kind of like, we're going to have a lunch or a dinner for like, you know, a group of your friends. And this is a big one. And, you know, we haven't had like birthday parties because of COVID and everything that's kind of gone on. You know, those crazy drive-by birthday parties that we had. Well, if you remember her 14th, it was the day. Literally, the world shut down. Everybody shut down. Yeah. We had a, we had a birthday party. It was like a lunch. And kids were kind of dropping out like flies, if you remember, the day of because... Nobody knew what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on. And I honestly thought that the restaurant was going to cancel us that day, but they didn't. And then this was a big one. You know, 16 is a big one. And so I'm trying to plan and I'm like, where do you want to go? You know, how many people? And she didn't want to do it. She didn't want to do it. And... um at first I kind of like protested and I was like, you know, this is a big one. And, and I, I want to make sure, you know, I, I want to give you a good party because, you know, it's been a rough two years and we haven't gone a lot of places and done a lot of things and, you know, wanted to do something special for. Her. And she just said, you know, mom, and she's told me this before. I think we've even talked about this on the podcast before that she's not an effervescent gift receiver. And it's not because she, she gets that from her dad. Yeah. It's not because she doesn't appreciate the gifts. She's just, she doesn't like the attention on her. And so, which that is not you, but at any rate, um, well, it is when it comes to gift giving. Yes, but not, not having oh, attention. Of course on not, no. no, every other, every other time. No, bring it spotlight. Yeah. I'm here. But so, you and know, I'm not like that either. And you know that, but she said, <laughs> you know, I just don't, I don't want to do it. And she also was kind of like, because she is friends with so many people. She's, she really is. She's, great friends with guys and, and girls and just all different upperclassmen and lowerclassmen. She said, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings because, you know, she said, I've been that person where it probably was the same situation where they just couldn't like bring 200 people, but you feel it very personally if you get left out. And so I, I honestly, I had to put it all aside, Good. my, my mom stuff. And I had to just say, you know what? She doesn't want it. Not going to do it. Have your wish. Yeah. Have your wish. She had a conversation with me about it and about how she didn't want to do it. And about how she felt that she was being pressured to do it. And I said, do you mean to talk to mom? And she said, no. 
Yeah, and I mean, I wasn't pressuring her. I just wanted well, to I, do something right nice. You. you know, I just wanted to well, do but something. Her, you, you mentioned exactly why she didn't want to do it, and I think it's a very good. It's a. It's a. It's a. It says a lot about her. I think. You know, why I she think didn't so want to too. Do it, yeah, so. no, I do too. And once I kind of listened to her, and you know, it was probably like one of the only times that I've put my mom pride aside and probably done the right thing because I mean, I've had some over the top birthday parties. We've talked about them before for these. How, kids. how did that make you feel though? That was good. You good. know, good. I mean, I was just like, you know what, I just. Part of it, I think, for all of us parents is coming out of COVID. There's just a lot that you missed. And there's a lot these kids miss. So I think you're sometimes you're trying to really make it up. Um, because for two years, they were so antisocial. And they didn't see people. And they weren't able to get together. So, um, and I, you know, there's certain milestone birthdays where you feel like it's a big one. But we had a great dinner as a family. And, you know, she was just as happy as she could be. So, and she's doing a lot of little things. Um, we're recording tonight. She's at a concert with a friend that I didn't go to, that we didn't go to. I said, I was joking on um, Instagram. It wasn't the Jonas Brothers. So, you know, it's not like one of those concerts that she's been to, but she actually went with a friend. The dad is hovering, but he's not in the building. So they're literally by themselves. So I get it. They're growing up. She's growing up and I am kicking and screaming and silently my way into it, you know? She's a little five points right now. Yeah. So my point is she's doing some, and this friend got her the tickets for her birthdays, which is really sweet. So she's got some great friends that are doing some, she's just kind of doing some smaller things with different groups. And I think that's good too. I had the calling to visit with the residents at Brightmore Healthcare and, and play the piano, right? Very sweet. I thought it was too. I, first of all, I had no idea that you were doing this. You gave me no heads up whatsoever. Yeah. When I'm down there, they have a beautiful campus. It's assisted living, it's nursing home, and it's hospice care. And, and you um, work with Brightmore on the radio yes, station. Yes, 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 yes. I'm their spokesperson. Yes. <clears throat> Excuse me, their endorser. So I reached out to Chuck Brown, who is the CEO, and I said, hey, Chuck, I want to come down and I want to play the piano for the residents. Do you have a piano? And he said, we have one in assisted, we have one in nursing, both. Please come down. So Tuesday of last week. When I'm normally on the south side, I went further south to Griffin. Did you practice? I'm, I, did I didn't not. hear any practice. I did not. I did not. I planned on at least touching the keys here at the house maybe Monday or Tuesday morning even before I left, and I never got around to it. So I grabbed a hymnal downstairs. Mm. Shades I, of, 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 a, of a recorder concert gone bad. When, mm-hmm. when I pull in, though, to Brightmore, I'm not kidding. I have this overwhelming feeling that Grammy is with me. I do. And I, oh. I had to text Chuck because I was supposed to, uh, they were expecting me at three 30 and I told him I'd get there at three. I got there at three, but I had a moment. I couldn't go in. I had to sit in, sit in my car for a little while. Oh. And I sent Chuck a text. I said, listen, man, you're having a moment. I need 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so looking for a song in this hymnal that has no flats and no sharps, because that's the easiest song I've played from this hymnal before, but not recently. I'm in the middle of Let Us Break Bread Together on Our Knees, which is one of my favorite hymns from growing up in the church as a child. And there's a woman on the second row, Donna, who says out loud during mid-song, if you don't get any better, I'm going to have to leave. Okay, stop. She's she's heckling me. I'm, she, being, I'm being heckled by the residents of Brightmore Assisted Living. My mother has wanted you to play the piano at Christmas for 17 well, Christmases. I'm I've retired. I'm done. And you won't do it. You're like, this man comes in from the back of the chapel. Oh boy. I'm doing amazing grace or something. He, he says from the back of the chapel, are they teaching the young man how to play the piano? Oh my gosh. Stop it. Swear to God. 
Chuck Brown, I'll look at him. Chuck Brown's in the back of the chapel. Again, doubled over. Did he hire howling. these people? No, no. These are then God bless her, Donna, the uh the activities director. And I've I've known Donna for since we started this this partnership back in October. She jump up. She comes running up to the front. Cadillac, now we so appreciate you coming and giving your time today. She tried to get the rest of them to start clapping. Yeah, something like that. And here's the thing. Just because you're elderly, you don't get a pass at being rude. Were you, so were you bad? I was horrible. Well, so they were probably right. It was like an SNL skit. But do you call someone out, though? Well, I, I mean. mean it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible, Donna. It wasn't horrible. But I hadn't practiced in about a year. I'd never played any of these songs. So I was doing it by sight. Well, and our piano is not tuned. Well, let me tell you what wasn't tuned was their piano at Brightmore, too. So, I mean, that didn't help. But What's well, hard to find a piano tuner right now? Here's the thing. I, like. I don't think they should be rude, but I will say this. Like, if you only, like, if that's me, and I'm like 90 or 80 or 100 or 110, and the only time I get out of my little apartment is when someone comes to play, I'm wanting, like, Billy Joel. Okay, well, Billy Joel wasn't there. Billy so Joel. I might heckle you, Christ too. Christ wasn't there either. No, you, you can't but I mean, I might heckle someone because if, like, that's the only time you get to roll out of your apartment. It's and not the only time you get to roll out of your apartment. There's other activities. But, like, go not with people coming in and okay. playing music. I'm right. expecting, like, Whatever. Kenny Chesney or something to show okay. up. Well, Kenny Chesney wasn't out there. No, clearly. And nor was 15-year-old me who could play a piece of Beethoven, like, nobody's business. You were the state champion. I was, of the entire state of North Carolina. Are we sure about that? I'm going to tell you something. That trophy that you have is suspect. I've been meaning to tell you that. It's very sus. I have thought this for a lot of what, what years, trophy? and I've never come clean about this. That trophy that for the piano playing, that was the state for, champion. For the state champion? I think your mama made that to make you feel better. I swear I do. Oh, wow. wow. I'm not kidding. Okay. Right. Have you ever you looked at more? No, but have you ever looked at that? You're not going to either. Okay. Have you ever looked at that um, trophy? It it's does. Old. It's old, Donna. That's, that, I, was, I was 15 years old. I guess it's that's rusty. how they did trophies back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, what'd you expect? Like a, like a three. T- I mean, if you're the state champion, you would think that they would have like a piano. There's no, there's no budget for that. And a three tiered keyboard. No budget for that. Oh boy. Temperatures continue to escalate between Russia and Ukraine. The Russians are now threatening to respond to Biden's sanctions, and they're they're threatening to leave the American behind. At the at the International Space Station, like just take off without him. Yeah, you now, think they're threatening him up there? Like, like if if your country doesn't get their crap together, we're going to leave you, right? Or if they don't if they don't take away these sanctions, then we're going to leave you. Or they steal his meals, something like that. Poke him in the eyes. Well, they can't get to him. He's got his little helmet on. That's true. Good point. Good point. But they, he's out there doing a spacewalk or something, and they get his hose and like you know tangle it. Yeah, so he can't breathe. Let's talk about the director of Black Panther, who's been in Atlanta for a long time now because they're filming the sequel. Ryan Coogler is his name. Ryan goes to Bank of America to make a withdrawal. All right. A large withdrawal. Of 12,000, 12, I think. Mm-hmm. So rather than fill out a withdrawal, withdrawal slip, slip. Yeah. Well, he, he filled out a slip, but he put on the back of it. He filled his slip out. But he turned it over, and on the back of it, he wrote his note. All right, and the note says, I would like to withdraw $12,000 cash from my checking account. Please do the money count somewhere else. I'd like to be discreet. And that's understandable, considering the amount of money that that he was withdrawing, $12,000 in cash. You don't want people to know that you're walking out of the bank with $12,000 cash. No, but I think most of the time, like if you're withdrawing any amount of money, the tellers usually don't. 
you know, they're not like, oh, you buying something good, you know. That triggered a chain of events that caused the Atlanta Police Department to think that there was a robbery in progress at the Bank of America in Atlanta, one of hundreds, I'm sure. And they put him in handcuffs. We have two cuts of audio. The first is the 911 call. So I just told my manager I didn't feel comfortable. So he told me to call police while he was at stall. What is the, what's on the note, ma'am? It just says I want to withdraw $12,000. Just be discreet. Is this an actual customer or are they trying to rob the bank? They had a debit card and he inserted it. He gave me a California ID. I was like, how do you want the cash back? And he like, just look at the note. And he had no weapons, correct? Not that I know of. Is he a black male, white male? He's a black male. And every time I ask him, like, a question, he's like, look at the note. And then I asked for his ID, but I didn't look at his name because I'm just so sugar. I don't know what he's trying to do. So I just told him, give me one moment. You know, I have to get my manager. Okay, so none of his uh, information was even there. Right, but no laws are broken either. I just want to be discreet, but I have police around. Okay, so why? It's just weird. This is a black pregnant woman, uh, the, the bank teller. But I understand that the dispatcher had to, because she said it, he may just be wanting to be discreet, but I'll send the police. I mean, they do have to, they have to fall through. But no laws have been broken. No laws have been broken, but maybe, you know, they just sent them out to check. Now, why the police handcuffed him and there were two people waiting for him in an SUV? Why didn't she just pull up his name and like walk away, go into the back with the manager, his history. pull his history, look at his account? I'm that sure he rich. had quite a lot of money Come in his on, account. Of course he did. You know, and just, or, or say, sir, can you step over to the side and, um, you know, we'll handle it over here, you know, and just kind of talk to him for a minute and say, um, you know, just like, do you want me to be discreet because you don't want him, you know, just talk to him. Well, I don't think that's any of your business why he wants you to be discreet. Well, but, but I mean, just to like, again, the, her whole concept is she doesn't look up his account. He gives her, her his ID and... She's like, he just looks weird or whatever. He yeah. just made me uncomfortable. Well, I mean, and who's her manager? Here is the audio, body cam video from the Atlanta Police Department officers. Put your hand back. What's going on, my man? Trying to put money on my arm. You have ID on you? I got a badge on. Hang it off my head. My work badge. And if you just run my name, you'll understand why you should take me off these cuffs. C-O-O-G-O-E-R. Just put it in Google. I'm really trying to keep it from being a bad day on your job, bro. Okay. Basically, we got a call, and uh, it seems like someone was trying to rob the bank. Uh, something about you passing a note to the teller, something to that effect. If I don't write down on a note, the whole bank ends up looking at me because they just hearing money going through the money through the account. I don't feel safe getting money out like that. I just think all this could be like could be stopped if people just communicate with each other, communicate with each other, like just speak to each other. This story broke here in Atlanta, what, Wednesday of last week, I think. This incident was from the first week of January. Why, why is the story getting out now? Who squealed? And I don't think it's Ryan, the director. I don't, because he would have squealed back in January if you wanted to make a big deal out of it. Even when they handcuffed him, I mean, he was saying, listen, you, you need to look me up. And, and I don't think it has to do with who you are. I mean, you could be anybody and you shouldn't be treated this way. I don't think you should pull one of those, like, do you know who I am things. But I mean, at the end of the day, all they had to do was go into the bank, talk to the manager, pull up his accounts, confirm that he is who he is. He's a customer of yours. Right. He's a customer. He's a client. Here's the problem. Like, even when anybody goes to the bank now lately, have you ever seen the way, like, 
they're just typing and typing and typing and typing and like looking and typing and moving yeah, and typing. Yeah, and you're like, what, what are you doing? Like, I'm just trying to What's get my there? own money out of my account. And I think that's part of the thing. The reason that like banks are suffering so much and there's like all of these, you know, when we were growing up, there were probably three banks, you know, trust company, CNS, which was like before Wells Fargo, before this one, before that one. I mean, like, you had to go to the bank. You had to have a relationship with your banker. And banks are suffering so much right now because people want to be anonymous. They want to, you know, handle their stuff from home, you know, move money, transfer, not have to be in a bank, not have to have their checks held, not have to, you know, give you six pieces of IDs, not get handcuffed because you're trying to get your own money out. And I think it happens all the time. It's almost like you, they make you, it's almost like if you come in and you want to take any amount of money, they're questioning why you're taking money out of your account, out of their bank. And a, lot, and, and a lot of times if you come in, you're going to be charged. Yeah. You know, if you, there's a transaction fee for, yes. for, for going in in person. It's just crazy. It's bank robbery. It's coming up during the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast, which uh, of your favorite country stars was playing roulette while in Vegas at the ACMs last week, put it all on black and scored a huge payday. The biggest win this artist has ever had gambling in Vegas. Plus, we're going to talk about the C2C Music Festival. It's been all over your social media this weekend. It was also on your radar when Miranda Lambert was not in Vegas to accept her Entertainer of the Year Award at the ACMs because she had already gone to London. Every artist that you love was in either London, Glasgow, or Dublin over the weekend for this huge massive country music festival that they throw every year in the UK. Luke Combs wrapped it up last night and I think he was in Dublin uh, and he had a, no, I'm sorry, he was in London and they had a, he brought out a huge surprise guest. We have the audio. You're going to hear that moment coming up during the Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast. All right, let's call Donna from Gallery Furniture. It's Donna, Donna. Hi. Hey, girly, what you doing? I replied to your text, and I forgot to hit send the other day. Do you ever do that? Like, that's when you know you're old. I do that all the time. Do you ever like Can you believe how old your baby is? No, that's what I was writing you back. I just can't. Donna, I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't take it either. I know. I mean, at least you still have, like, Allison's kids and, like, little kids. I mean, I don't have any little kids. I'm about to go, like, adopt just some strange kids. I don't know. You know how I was telling somebody the other day, like, I don't know if you're like this, like, when you're like, with, I don't know if you're like this in Maryland, but like sometimes I just lay in bed and think of all the things like, okay, I could have done that better. I should have done that one better. I don't know. Like when they get to a certain age, you just like spend a lot of time looking backwards and you're like, hmm, I wish I'd done that different. I wish I hadn't done that that way. You know, you know what I think? We're way, way too involved. Just think. We would tell her mom we were at the movie. Where were we? We were not at the movie. Oh, I was at the Nick, damn bear Nick, mode. Nickel night. Yeah. I'd, Seriously, I'd at Charlie Magruder's. We we would drive to to Panama City and call them and tell them we were there and what? we stayed for. Oh yeah, hang on, Donna. Hang oh on. yeah, where were yeah. you? Tell your mama you were at Putt Putt and you drive. No, 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 no. Like I'm talking about like spring break. Call them when we got there and call yeah. them when we were headed home. Maybe we do too much. Well, I think no. I I think there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, like there's a lot of truth to that. You're telling me you never did any of that stuff that Donna and I did. Uh, yeah, but not, not on the scale that you guys did. Oh, please. You had a party when oh, your mom went there. Of course I did. Yeah. But like, I didn't, 
I didn't tell my mama that. What y'all did? Y'all went out drinking in bars and things. I, I never yeah. did that. I couldn't get into a bar. I was just thinking, like, when he said putt-putt. Donna, do you remember that putt-putt place on Cobb Parkway? No, there was one right on South Cobb Drive. Yeah, South Cobb Drive. There was two. There was one that had, like, a dinosaur, and then one that that was kind of like serious golf. Donna, am I correct in remembering that that Bruce Birch, and we're getting ready to talk about Bruce here in just a moment, Was I? am am I right in recalling that nearly every time I saw Bruce, such a positive guy anytime you saw him, but he had, like, that Cheshire cat grin. Yeah. You know, like that, uh, that cat ate the canary look, you know, and he was never he up did. to no good. It was never that unless it was after a rhubarb golf tournament or something, but we were all <laughs> up to no good then. Um, we were all up to no good then. He had that little sideways. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He's yes, just that, a sweet guy. I'll send you via text. Uh, WDUN and Gainesville just posted a, uh, an article um, about Bruce. I'll, uh, I'll text that to you right now. As a matter of fact. Such a good guy from such a lovely family too. And think of all the money that it's just by starting John Gerard, how much money and the impact he had in Gainesville and everywhere. He also started the music program at uh, UGA, uh, didn't he? Well, UGA, and then he went to Kennesaw and did the same thing. And then he did yes, uh, he somewhere did. In, Na- in Nashville. You know, he started a music business program at Kennesaw State. It was with Joe Katz, who was one of the legendary yes. entertainment attorney and agent here in Atlanta. And that and, and, and Joe Katz had the the, the namesake of, of the Bruce's music entertainment department. At KSU, home of the Owls in Kennesaw. Yeah. But. I saw a picture that you posted with Jody and and some of the kicks and uh, expats. Guys. Yeah, the Y one six kicks yes. expats that got together Friday in Roswell. How great was that? That was such a great picture. Gene McKay, Don, you remember Gene? I do. Sales manager at uh, Y, I guess back in the day, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I then saw uh, Steve Mitchell, Steve Mitchell yep. legendary rock personality, ninety six rock, and also country at Y one six. Jody Jackson, legendary Jody Jackson. How was your yeah. weekend up at Gainesville at Gallery Furniture? Good. So busy. We got so much new merchandise in. It's incredible. You coming to visit us this week? Yeah, I think I'll swing by there. What do we got? Do we have mattresses? Yeah, I do we will. Have what? Yes, tell, I us, will. tell us everything we have. We yeah, Donna was talking last week about this mattress that you guys have. Well, it's like so comfortable. I mean, I was like looking at it. That you, the one that you guys had posted up on your social media, and I was saying on our last week on the podcast that, you know, mattresses are really not that sexy. Like, people don't get excited about buying mattresses. But if you have a crappy mattress, you will get up every day feeling like crap. I mean, you feel so much better when you sleep on a good mattress. And people don't realize it. Some people have been sleeping on the same damn mattress for 20-something years because they just don't want to go get one. But it will change you, your life. They used to tell you, you know, I, that you bought one and it lasted lifetimes. That is not a thing. No, but we have so many mattresses, everything. You wouldn't believe what all we have in. Listen, I'm going to get, listen to this. I'm going to give you a little teaser though. You know, we were talking about having our, uh, our parking lot party. Yes. May, uh, what is it? May 21st. That's what I have. Yeah. Hey, hey, listen, guess what we're going to do? We're going to do a Wolfman lookalike contest. Oh my God. I love that. That's just a little teaser there. We have so much stuff planned for that day. It's going to be great. Okay, cool. Well, listen, I'll come up and uh, we'll, we'll sit and gather and gossip and, Look at furniture and and, and, and gossip some more and then talk Listen, about the, I, talk I about love the events. you guys. I'm, I'm hoping I'm this so year. I love y'all and I love you guys. Thank you. All we right. love you too. I'm hoping this year old Lee Bryce will make it, Dave. Okay, he's not, Donna. He's oh, not. Damn. Okay. Well, you right. never know. I'll text you. you. I'll see you this week. We love you. All right. Bye, thank guys. you, Donna. Okay, right. bye. Hey, let me hear you say, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. She's got to say, ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. It's 2511 Roosevelt Highway in College Park and 1600 Browns Bridge Road in Gainesville. Ask for Donna. Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns, Bridge Road, Gainesville. The Cadillac Jack, my second act podcast brought to you by Ford. Built Ford tough. Scoop your F-Series truck at Fayetteville Ford 
and they will gift you a lifetime powertrain warranty. Come and get your Ford. Hey, Bear Country, this is Chris Chitwood at Fayetteville Ford. Fayetteville Ford. I'm so happy to announce that Cadillac Jack has joined the team here at Fayetteville Ford. I've been around the auto industry for 23 years, and I've learned a thing or three. Like the Ford F-Series is the best-selling truck on the road. Like Fayetteville Ford offers you the lifetime powertrain warranty. And I've learned that there is a difference in a Ford and a Fayetteville Ford. I'm Cadillac Jack, and I'm fired up to join Team Fayetteville Ford. Come and get your Ford. Fayetteville Ford, simply different. Fayetteville Ford. We're located at 275 North Glen Street, Fayetteville, Georgia, just north of the square. FayettevilleFordGA.com. When the boss books you for travel and you're staying at a Paramount property, you got to monitor your excitement at home. You can't act too thrilled about being on the road next week for business and traveling. But you're staying at a Paramount property. We get it. Comfortable, spacious guest rooms. Free high-speed Wi-Fi. Fitness centers with quality cardio equipment and free weights to keep you healthy on the road. A hot breakfast and a business center to keep you productive on the road. At Paramount, we believe that you deserve more than just a place to stay. We want you to start every morning fresh, whether you're with us for a night, a few nights, or settling in for a few weeks. The Paramount portfolio includes the Hampton Inn at Georgia Tech, the Courtyard Carrollton, the Courtyard LaGrange, a new dual courtyard and residence inn by Marriott in Knoxville, a brand new element by Weston and Baton Rouge, and three properties in Noonan, Hampton Inn by Hilton, Town Place Suites by Marriott, and Home 2 Suites by Hilton. I'm Cadillac Jack, and when I stay at a Paramount property, I'm not a guest. I'm treated like family, and you will be too. You'll find everything you need to stay energized, active, and whole. Because time away from home shouldn't mean time away from life. Every episode, we add two songs to the Spotify Hype Song playlists. There are three, one for each season of the podcast. It's a song that we are enjoying, that we have discovered, that we think you'll enjoy. Uh, it's a song that we've rediscovered. It's an album cut. can be whatever it want, you know, whatever, whatever we want. All right, Donna? And uh, ladies first, as always. Okay, so I am adding, you have it wrong. You have Lizzo. It's not Lizzo. Lizzo doesn't have this new song. It's Lazo. Right, what's, how do you have it? Okay. L-A-Z-Z-O. Okay. And it's Big Energy. Can you play a little bit of it? I know I can't. You didn't, ask, you didn't ask for a clip. Oh, okay. Well, anywho, um, it is so much fun. It is my favorite song right now, and it samples um, uh, Mariah Carey. What's the name of it again? I'll fantasy. Find um, it, so she samples big fantasy. Energy? Is that like big? Big energy. Big energy. Big, yeah, big energy. Lazo. And don't play a dirty part. Is that it? Yeah. Hang on. This is an old song. No, I told you it's a tip. What? Okay, you can't play the bad part. Donna, Donna, again, I, I'm flying blind here. Okay. Okay. All right, Donna, okay. why are you listening to this trash? Okay. I mean, I'm getting ready to add Reba. For God's sakes. Ding, ding, ding. Did she just say trying to rock that mic like karaoke? Uh huh. Love it. I'm the one bitch you hate, but they can't get past. Pretty face, no waste, and a big old ass. Where, where can you listen to this song? Well, I mean, I listen to it all the time. They are talking about big. No. Nope. Well, okay. she just called it out. Though. All right. Why are you lying? Okay. Oh, okay. Let's move on. I'm going to add Reba. A little, little balance to. 
Yeah, I mean, you're going to have right to bleep and bleep and bleep and bleep. Right, what you got? Us, well, you heard us talking with Donna from Gallery Furniture about our friend Bruce Birch, who, uh, who passed Friday. Uh, Bruce was a legendary national songwriter. Had so many cuts. Faith Hill, George Jones, uh, T. Graham Brown. Reba chose Bruce's song to be the title track to her 17th album back in 1990. This is the album that truly kind of put her, you know, everybody knew Reba prior to 1990, but this was the album that had Fancy. This is the album that had uh, You Lie and Bruce's song, Rumor Has It. Let's take a trip down memory lane with Reba from 1990. on the cover for this uh, you lie cover, cover you this, lie uh, hello cover this album she had that like that big hat on hair yes that became like you lie i mean this is now that's when this compared to what i just played what do we got what do we have going here this is crazy it was wholesome it yeah was wholesome. Not all right here comes the biggie you ready mm-hmm. you ready to sing everybody listening to the podcast right now three two Talk is cheap. Something, something, something. Bruce Birch composition. I did so much for country music, did so much for the songwriting community. Uh, I saw that uh, Corey Crowder, who has written all the hits for Chris Young and Florida Georgia Line and Blake Shelton uh, from Snellville, Georgia, he posted on Twitter a nice tribute to Bruce. And, and Corey, I didn't know this. Corey said, listen, I would have never gotten my songwriting gig. Yeah, he was just very, like, as most songwriters are, Maybe not so much anymore, but um, just flew below the radar. You know, like a, they're, most songwriters are not flashy. They're not. Um, and there's a reason. That's why they're not performers. You know, they just like writing for other people. They love the words and they love the lyrics. And um, Bruce just always, he was so positive. He was very positive um, toward you and I when we first started dating. Um, just a great guy and um, always had a smile for everyone and just... You know, if you walked up and, and you weren't having the best day, just seeing him smile and he would say something to you that would just turn it around. Guys, speak. Can I miss you, brother? Bruce Birch. When in Vegas, we talked about the accessibility that people have to artists because when they're there for the ACMs, they can't escape. You got to walk to the casino to go anywhere, but they also like to game and have fun. This is a piece of audio from an artist who went all in on black playing roulette and picked up quite the bounty. I'm a tables man and... Um... Yeah, I won more money last night than I ever have in my entire life. On roulette, actually. 20 grand. I put it on black. It was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. That's your boy, Hardy. Hello, Hardy. Hardy. You're Hardy boy. The C2C Music Festival has been going on in the UK. Over the weekend, my social media was just packed. Yeah, blowing up. With stuff. And so we wanted to take a minute and explain exactly what it is, when it happens, and where it happens. Because it's not just London. London gets the most attention because that's really where... It, you know, the festival began, but they've expanded it through the years to Glasgow and also to Dublin. So here's what happens. There is not a country artist that I have not seen a mention of or video of them on stage because it's just this massive music festival for three days. So 
let's say, Donna, that you are Moran Lambert, all right, and you've been booked to play C2C. If you're going to fly to the UK, they're going to have you at all three festivals, all right? It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all right? So let's say Miranda Lambert starts in London on a Friday night. Saturday night, then, she would go to Glasgow. Sunday, she would go to Dublin, all right? Let's say that Friday night, Luke Combs starts in Dublin. Then Saturday night, Luke Combs goes to Glasgow. And then Sunday night, Luke Combs shows up to play C2C in London. Yeah. All right? So you play all three festivals. Most everybody plays all three festivals. Because, again, if you're going to fly you and your band, they're going to pay to fly you and your band to the U.K., they're going to want more than just one show out of you if they can get it. All right. So it's also a huge payday from what I've heard for these artists. This, this festival pays big, big dollars. Sunday night, Luke Combs is closing in London, CDC. And he brings out, who do you think this is? Who do you think? Cause you don't know yet. Who do you think he brings out? Ah, Come on. Think about it. He's in London. Uh-huh. Hello. It is Ed Sheeran. Jumps in here, does it first. Hang on, listen to this. And he, the crowd goes crazy, and Luke thanks him for coming out. That was his encore. So he waited to the very end to bring out Ed Sheeran. That was great. Did you know that those two were buddies? No. I mean, they embrace like they've known each other for years at the end. Well, I think that's just what artists do. Okay. It's not just the BBC anymore in London where you get your music. There is absolute radio country, which is not part of the BBC, but it has taken over London. Uh, it's an online radio station. It's also got an app. And you can tell your smart speaker to play absolute radio country. I want to play a clip. Uh, Darius Rucker was a headliner. This is an interview that Darius Rucker did with absolute radio country to promote C2C. The, the thing that's so common and the thing that I love about over about coming to play over there is the common, the cities are real different, but the common thing is the fans love music. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're not just here to hear your singles. They, they want to hear album tracks that you can't even believe they're asking for, you know, and, and stuff yeah, like we that. Deep. That's what I love. They, and honestly, they do. You guys do. And, and when you got that, you get over there and you know, you can play whatever you want to play off your records and they're going to know it and love it. It's just a great place to come, Listen, to, be a, come to be a part of that. Uh, there's a country artist in, in London. Her name is Lucy blue B L U October 24th of 2021. She tweeted just a reminder that a C2C festival headline artist follows me on here. So if I don't get also, if I also don't get booked for the fest, can I come on and sing wagon wheel with you at Darius Rucker? Well, guess what happened Saturday night? He brought her up. He brought her up, and they sang Wagon Wheel. All right, that's all I got. Well, I think we need to um, we gonna need to go wrap back around on a couple of pod peeps and some things, okay. clean up some things from the other day. You know how you were questioning, like, um, where all Joanna Cotton was with Eric Church for the texting, ACM. I was texting back and forth with her Saturday morning. Yep. So Trudy, who is a pod peep and works with Eric Church, um, said – uh, there was nothing nefarious. She called out my word nefarious. Um, Jojo couldn't make it to, she couldn't make the trip to Vegas and Ashley and Eric share a manager. She was likely the easiest replacement. Also, Sarah Hogan, who is a great friend and pod peep reached out and wanted to add to the saddest country songs of all timeless Chris Stapleton, Maggie, uh, pod peep, Anita Parker, Morgan Wallen wore it better. 
in issue 102 of the letter this past Saturday, I had the, you know, we discussed, you said that, that Morgan Wallen, when accepting album of the year, the ACMs looked like Lin-Manuel. Seriously. From Hamilton. And so I put two photos in the letter and I said, respond, reply, tell us who wore it better. You know, Us Weekly or somebody does that shit too. Who wore it better? Uh, Morgan Wallen. Uh, Aenea says, I'm so proud of him and I'm so happy that he won mercy and grace. We all needed every day. And if his mistake brought attention to an issue he needed to address, then praise God. I like the ACMs. They did not try to bring in other genres and shove other crap down our throats. It was definitely more like a country show, even in Vegas. Anita, no, huge, no, I do agree that. I, I totally agree with Anita on that. You know, sometimes they bring in like um, acts Can that tell her. Yeah. And it, well, no, just even like crossover artists where, you know, sometimes we just want to hear country. Okay. Let's just listen to these lyrics real quick from Run Maggie Run. This is very sad. She loved to chase squirrels and playing out in the snow. She'd take off like a bullet. Man, you should have seen her go. Run Maggie Run with the heart of a rebel child. Oh, run Maggie Run. Be just as free as you are wild. We talked about the song before on the podcast because you thought it was about a girl. And lo and behold, it's about a dog. What's the, what's the name of it? Maggie Run. Run, Maggie Run. Is it Run, Maggie Run or Maggie Run? Maggie Song. Maggie, or Chris, Maggie Song. Chris Stapleton. Maggie Song. Very hang sad. On, hang on, hang on. Very sad. I believe he played it at the CMAs at one point. Somebody left her in a shopping cart and a parking lot for us to find. I mean, imagine they thought, they, they thought it was a grandmother or something, but it was really about the puppy dog. She was hungry and feeling alone. They put her is is maggie still alive i don't know audio for this episode of cadillac check my second act from mca records sm entertainment absolute radio country uk the atlanta police department and country artist hardy on instagram our thanks to executive producers hans appen and carl appen the letter is our e-newsletter a component to the podcast fun four minute read delivered to your inbox free every saturday morning at 9 10 Subscribe, easy to do, text LEFT ON RED, red is the color, R-E-D, no spaces, LEFT ON RED, to the number 22828. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios in Atlanta. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network.